looking for? John Rich. John Rich is a great guy. Um, we we had a great uh, weekend. It was amazing. Um, I'm just trying to pull up something here from the City Council of Sake. Here we go. Hello, my name. I come in. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, skipping around and seeing what the hell they say. So listen to this. This guy uh, roasts the entire city for sake. City council. I was at the city council. We'll tune into this. It's gonna take a few minutes, so take your time and listen to this. My name is Supreme Allah. Sir, if I can ask you to please speak a little bit louder. I said, I come in the divine name of Supreme Allah. I have a few uh, questions, you know, concerning and about Bragg's part. You know, I'm kind of uh, confused about some of the statements that the council allowed the uh, mayor to have so much power to say such things without doing their, his own and Y'all on investigation. Now, the mayor put in the paper about drugs and everything else being uptown. But before the mayor did that, before the mayor did that, he had a conversation with individuals in the parts saying in-house talk was in-house talk. So I didn't understand how did he go behind the backs of the ones that he sat there and talked to and did things like that, too. Now, now the mayor is at this meeting. So wait for it. Another thing, uh, uh, we talking about a concession stand. You know, there's no place to put one up there anyway. They, 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 uh, it's bad enough. Uh, the children don't even have nowhere to play. And yeah, I got a big TV station up there. But, you know, what I really want to talk about is, you know, a comment the mayor made about the history, about the people that's up there that don't really know the history. I have a few questions. Uh, do he know who Hank is? Do he know who Appleseed is? Do he know who Jerry is? I'd ask you to please address no. your questions to me as council president, not to the mayor or any other council. Uh, I, I have the right to make a statement. That's all yes, I'm doing. You do. making a, yes, so you do. Uh, allow me to make my statement. Very good. All right. Sir. So my statement is. You know, let me inform you about a little history of uptown. Today, I had the pleasure of running into an individual, an elder. He was 70 years old. He blew my mind. <clears throat> he was telling me stories about his great-grandfather walked that land. Now, all of a sudden, <clears throat> individuals want to come up there and cover that our footsteps. I'm not going to allow that. By any means, I will die in that land before our footsteps be covered, because it goes way back to the to the mid 1800s. 
So I didn't understand, you know, you come up there, you say one thing, and I don't understand what's in-house talk. In-house talk should be, you know, if we have a problem, we discuss it. Not, not come to individuals, make a statement, then behind the back, you wake up in the morning, you see a newspaper saying something totally different about the drugs. This guy's a liar. This guy's a liar. Just keep on blabbing. Just listen to what he says. I want to address a drug issue, too. It ain't really a drug issue up there. It's a... I don't even know if he lives in Passaic. Mental, a mental health issue up there. And there's a lot of uh, individuals up there that need counseling. Where's that at? Uh, where's the house in that? You know, you talk about the homeless and the prostitutes. How would you know that this young lady is a prostitute if you never slept with her? How do you know? Who gives you the right to judge anybody by what you assume? And then we, I, I want to talk about uh, <clears throat> how you came on our land and disgraced our, our land. Because you stood there and you took a picture and specifically knowing that uh, people of color is in the park. You know? <clears throat> then you have nerve to shake my hand like you wanted to pass that demon on to me. You shook it back. I didn't, uh, <clears throat> Good thing we was in the park, protected by the angels. He talk about, he talk about, he talk about things. You talk about things in our community. Why didn't you never? Why didn't you never come up there and talk about us raising the flags and put that in the newspaper? Uh, how every year in June we used to give the kids uh, Christmas, or how we keep the park clean and cut the grass. Why you don't talk about that? One thing versus 10 things. So to me, <clears throat> you say you come in the name of God, but, but by no but means- One minute come to in. conclude your remarks. What? One minute to conclude your All remarks. All right, uh, but I just want you to know, for today, here's what I do from the ancient ones, man. I damn him in the name of the Father. I damn him in the name of the Son. And I damn him in the name of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Anyone else like to adjust the council, please? Questions were directed to me, Council President. I believe questions were directed to me, so I would like to answer them. One, mayor, let's get the record straight. Mayor. It is a council meeting, not a mayor's meeting, but I do believe questions were directed to me, so I would like an opportunity to address them. I will, I will stay within the rules, Robert Rule of Order, but I, I do want to address them. One, a statement was made that I came upon there. What wasn't added was I approached everyone before that camera rolled and explained a camera's going to go on. I don't want anybody to have to be in this if they don't want to. If you want to leave, you can walk up and leave. You chose to stay on camera. You chose that. I said, thank you for telling me. Tell the whole story if you don't come up here and tell the story. Second. Yep. Tell the damn story. Don't tell the lies. You chose for the freaking um to be on there. You chose freaking idiots that lie they chose to be liars when you want to talk about uptown and you want to talk about hank say a full name what hank because if we're talking about uptown that's where i was born born and raised 212 myrtle that's where i was raised Excuse me. that's where Excuse i was me, sir it's my turn that's where i was raised so when you talk about my land you don't get to exclusively claim that land that's where i was born and raised my whole life so to be clear, for those of us who know, Bragg Park was just grass and a wall. People call it a park. All of a sudden, it's Shangri-La. All of a sudden, it's Shangri-La. 
those who want to talk about the dishonoring of Bragg's family, where were you the last two years while what was going on was going on? Then there was no issue, but the moment what was going on was going on. Then there was no issue, but the moment, when the moment, the moment that I invest, the moment that I invest the money, it's all of a sudden a dishonoring of the family. Let's be clear. 2017, I the trees, invite the children there for Christmas. We had over 250 children show up. It's all nice and good to live somewhere else and come and claim Uptown. It's all nice and good to come together and clap hands when I named it John Willis Way. It's all good to come together and say, thank God that you're investing in Bragg Park, but the same people who talked about I was taking away the 100 steps now show up and say, look how beautiful it is. The same people who were spreading rumors saying he's gonna steal the 100 steps and destroy it now go up to the fitness park. So let's be clear. When I put the tracks in number 11 square at the park, everyone talked until it was done. When I did the 100 steps, everyone talked until it was done. When I said I was removing the train tracks and everybody saw the blight and crime and started spreading rumors until now, we're getting tens of millions of dollars to create one of the most beautiful open space downtown. Then everyone says it's beautiful. So let me make it clear. Say what you want to say. Claim what you want to claim. Invoke God if you want. You want to invoke God? I have no problem. I'm covered by the blood of Christ. Say what you want to say. I have no fear because I don't walk around uptown with security. I walk around by myself and I'll continue to walk around by myself because that's where I was born and raised. But you want to come here and misrepresent people. Let me make this clear. I spoke to the Bragg family. I let them in on it. They are ecstatic about the project. To be clear, it's not your name on the wall. It's the Bragg family name on the wall. The Bragg concession stand will honor the entire family. The bus stop will stay. The wall will stay. Nothing's being taken away. It is only an addition. And furthermore, this wasn't hidden. I announced it a year ago. You love talking about my lives. My lives tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I do nothing in the dark or in the hidden. So make this clear when you say I shook your hand, say the whole story, you shook it back. You stood there, shook my hand. When you had me alone, that's when you could have spoke up. Don't come here and pretend like somehow there was something that occurred behind your back or I didn't walk up to you and tell you to your face what I was gonna do or didn't have the conversation to say, ask the question that you want right here while I'm alone. Because whether it's early in the morning or late at night, whether it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm driving around every single ward, identifying the areas to improve and invest upon, I don't need to justify to individuals in the park why it has to be cleaned up because the outcry is coming from Second Ward, from Union Baptist, from Burgess, from Highland. We put up music ballads, you turned them off. We put up lights and invited the children. The flag wasn't just put up, it was approved by my administration and supported by it. Every single activity was a partnership. You didn't have to pay for it because we put up the money, some from my own pocket, some from the pockets of the council members. Speak on that, put that on the record. So to make it clear again, if the outcry is, oh no, 
Where are you going to house the drug dealers? Where are you going to house those that are committing violent acts? I'll tell you where they can be housed. The support and the resources there and made available. The park is for everybody. Not a single exclusive community will claim an inch of this city. The city is for everyone, every age, every group, every race, every gender. Passaic is not black Passaic. It is not white Passaic. It is not Latino Passaic. It is not Jewish Passaic. It is not Christian Passaic. It is not Muslim Passaic. It is not atheist Passaic. Passaic is for everyone. So before you start claiming uptown, before you get on this mic, when all you know about uptown is walking those streets now and you know nothing about those of us born and raised there, those of us who spent our nights there, those of us who knew what was going down on the corner, I remind you, I wasn't born with a tie around my neck and I didn't move from somewhere else here. So for now, we'll play it easy. But if you want to keep going down this route, we'll put each other on blast. I got no problem. I'm an open book. I'm an open book. I'm an open book. A threat. A threat. A threat. I will Harassment. That is not a threat. That is not a threat. I am saying, if, hey, we will have order. So no, nobody's better than you. Don't change your story. Tell the truth. You came up on this mic talking about I shook your hand. How does somebody force to shake your hand? Hide your face if you want. But when you look a man in the eye and you shake his hand and you say thank you, then you show up to a meeting and you get on the mic and you misrepresent, that says more about your character. It says more about your character. Says that newspaper came out before you shook my hand. It says more about your character than anything else. That's what I had to say. Gentlemen, I will have you removed if you can't not stop. The mayor is entitled to his speech as the gentleman before him was to his. But we cannot interrupt each other because if we do, we will ask the police to respond accordingly. Everyone is due the respect. Certainly the mayor. Mayor, will you finish for your remarks? Thank you, Councilperson. Thank you, Mayor. Is there anyone else who would like to address the council at this time? Yes, sir, please. Hello, good evening, everyone. My name is Kenneth Johnson. Now, I've been a Paseco all my life. My grandparents, I'm an honest worker. I don't sell drugs or anything. I worked in the temp agencies with all ethnicities for over 20 years. I also clean up the streets. I pay taxes through the temp agencies, and I work honestly. Now, for the mayor to say that this city is not a one facet is for everyone, that's not the truth at all. Now, also, I like to say this is a city, right, which there are immigrants also from all ethnicities coming in the city. The city is also rat and roach infested. I clean the city up myself. So if you're doing a good job as the mayor of the city, at least it should not be rat and roach infested. Now, uptown, you're right. That's where I'm from, uptown. Uptown doesn't belong to anybody. Now, my grandparents worked in the Aspen Street Projects, 
My grandmother is a church retiree, secretary, retiree. Now, we come from the church to the streets. Just in case people don't believe in the streets and the church, I'm for the streets and the church. Now, the city is a one facet. If we go outside right now, we see people celebrating which are one facet of one ethnicity. Now, there has been favoritism towards one ethnicity and discrimination towards another. Now, you being, you speak Spanish, right? You speak Espanol? Sir, your questions need to be directed to me as council president. Now, now listen, the mayor speaks Espanol. Now, you have immigrants. To me, this is not for sake a city. This is a safe haven for immigrants. You also are people of, I would consider, what, Jewish ethnicity? So you have your own area where, where you feel safe and secure, right? Am I right? I'm right, I'm right about that, right? So this, this area should be for all people, but it's not for all people. It's of one facet. Now, if I was a person who wanted to go out and eat in the city... I'm not sure why the flip did they allow this comment even. This is ridiculous. It's anti-Semitism. It's, it's racist. And it's ridiculous. All I would see is Espanol. This is very similar to Patterson and scary restaurant which I can't barely understand now I'm American and I was at this meeting this is still America right we still in America right all right then so this should be still for everybody in this land and being the fact that if if the mayor was doing a good job and you people were doing a good job for this city for other people even to Croatia immigrants could be coming here to see the city it's rat and roach infested. It should be cleaner than that as it is. And it should be more job opportunities for everybody in the city, not just a one facet. Yes, sir. Good evening. My name is Sean Allen. I've spoken to the brat with it. That's it. They are good. I've spoken to Allen. Um, the Forsaken NAACP president. Um, we are talking about the Braggs Memorial Park. Um, I have spoken to the Braggs family, and the Braggs family is up with the uplifting of the park. Only thing they want is to be involved with it. That's it. They are good for the change. They want the change up there. This is coming from the Braggs family. Everybody else saying what they want to do, but nobody's putting the Braggs family on it. But I have spoken to the Braggs family, and they are up for the change to make it better up there. Because the memorial is still going to be there. It's going to be a Braggs hold, hold zone there. And the family is on board with it. And to the council and the mayor, we had the same issue in time with the VFW. Place was rocking, packed. People said, "I got a construction. I got a this and that." And guess what? The city stepped up and helped build the VFW. So we got to put applause to where it's be done at. If the mayor want to change up there, it's still gonna be a Bragg's Memorial Park. The family, the family, the family says they are on board with the change up there. Thank you for letting me speak. Thank you, Mr. Strong. Mr. Mayor, respond to some of the questions and statements as of even yesterday. I spoke to Mr. Bragg's children who are aware of the full plan of the Bragg concession stand, are, are fully aware 
of the plans for the Bragg area. In fact, the Bragg concession stand will expand to honor the entire Bragg family. The revenue of the concession stand was already stated that it was to go to support the VFW so that 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, no politicians would ever need to step in to save the VFW so they could have a steady revenue source. In regards to the question that was asked, I will address it as succinctly as possible, but I think it's important for it to be on the record since these meetings are seen on social media. The question was asked, do I speak Spanish as an additional language? Born and raised in Pasig, my first language of communication is English. Learned to speak Spanish in a Spanish-speaking church. I have no problem with the fact that I can speak two languages. Many people are proud to be bilingual. I speak Hebrew. I'm learning Hebrew. Born and raised in Pasig. Born in New York. Raised in Pasig. My first language is English. My second language is Hebrew. I don't think that's a negative. I think there are many people in this room who speak more than one language and are proud to do so. America itself has stated there is no official language for the nation. In many government offices, English is the official language that we utilize to communicate. But in terms of bilingual communication, they relate to the demographics of a community. In regards to the city of Pasig and questions about eateries, restaurants, there are many eateries in the city of Pasig. We have a diverse community. If you go outside, you're going to find individuals from different races, different cultures and backgrounds. I won't go into the nuances of, of race, ethnicity, and nationality, meaning there are black individuals who are from Caribbean islands, South America, Europe, and all over. Whether you are black Dominican, black Puerto Rican, whether you are black from Russia or France, that is your race. In terms of culture, it's a whole different argument of who culturally is here. But I will say this. Culture and immigration is an organic, natural process that occurs in every community. There was a time where we had a majority Polish community. That's why we have Pulaski Park. They didn't name it. After another community, they named it after themselves. There was a time we had a majority Italian community. That's why we have Christopher Columbus Park, because it was a majority Italian community. The city of Pasig, which had many factories and mills, attracted many Eastern European immigrants searching for jobs. When jobs began to leave, when individual families changed, there was a time when there was a great, large majority of African-American communities, professionals who worked hard to build up this city, and then retired and moved down south, the homes in Georgia, North Carolina, and then other groups came. This is natural. It occurs all over. It is the reason why South Patterson in Patterson in the Sixth Ward is now majority Middle Eastern. Because there's a large immigrant group. Some live together because of a necessity. Meaning, as you stated, you come from a church background. The gentleman who spoke last. And allow me to say I appreciate your statements. They, they were very clear. I do appreciate your approach. It was honest and genuine. But I will state this. As a churchgoer myself, as a Christian, on Sunday, I have the luxury I can drive wherever I want to go to church. If I want to go to church in New York... I get in my car, I drive to New York. If I want to go to church in Wayne, I get in my car, I drive to Wayne. 
the Jewish community on the Sabbath cannot drive. So you do not have the luxury of saying, well, I live in one place and go to my synagogue in another city. Because you can't practically walk from Passaic to Wayne. So having individuals come together has nothing to do with discrimination, has nothing to do with holding another community down. It is a necessity for the expression of a faith that is protected by the Constitution and Bill of Rights of this great United States of America. Just like the Muslim community tends to live together because of dietary restrictions and a need to have access to halal food, you can't live in an area where you don't have access to the food that you must eat to express your faith. See, we sometimes, I, I would ask, since it's the council president's meeting, it is not a mayor's meeting, so though I'm not required to be here, I will not instruct police to let people know that when someone's speaking, they cannot interrupt. But I will say that a question was asked, and as mayor, I'm given the right to respond. And in my response, I'm saying this. As I mentioned, the city belongs to no one group. The faces of the city change the same way as faces change all over. There is not a single policy or approach from this government stopping business from opening. You want to see a business open, open it. You want to see a business succeed, support it. Support it. Support it with your pockets. Show up, spend the money. The reason certain businesses support and thrive is because other people go to it. You can't blame the business for opening it if I believe that a Turkish restaurant would be successful in Passaic, I would open a Turkish restaurant. You know how the community lets you know we don't want a Turkish restaurant? We don't go and they have to close down. That's not a race issue. No one in City Hall is sitting there going, no, deny this restaurant or deny that restaurant. In fact, an eclectic menu is something we welcome. We want diversity in food. We highlight it. But if you want it, support it. Sitting back and writing on Facebook and screaming and yelling about why is this business not this group or that, I'll tell you something. They have opened. They have opened. And if you showed up for the grand opening and the ribbon cutting, but Wednesday you went and supported another business, or if, like you said, I went into this business and they didn't understand me, you just admitted you went into that business. You chose to support that business. They can speak whatever language they want. You get to protest with your dollar and say you don't have it. But if I walk into a Chinese restaurant and they want to speak Mandarin in the back, they have every right to it. If I don't want the food, I don't buy it. And if I want it, I buy it. Now, I have gotten every kind of restaurant. I enjoy them and I support them. But you want something? Support it. There's people in this room right now who have opened up businesses and have called out to the community, come and support. Oh, you'll support on Facebook. You'll like, you'll comment, but if you're spending a dollar somewhere else while you're complaining about somewhere else, that makes you a hypocrite. That doesn't make you an advocate. It makes you a hypocrite. Nobody has forced one group to leave. In fact, and I'll say this publicly, every member on this council, I have witnessed defend communities that they don't immediately represent by their ethnicity or race, but represent by the honor and sacred oath they took to be council members. 
I have seen each. In fact, I have had arguments with council members for saying, I want us to do this for this community. So don't come genuinely. I say this. You have a right to say what you want. But don't come without facts and not expect a response. Don't come and allege or simply state something. And again, man, and this is personal. I'll, I'll accept it. I should as mayor just stay silent. But this is personal. Don't act like I came from somewhere else. I'm from here. I'm from here. I'm from here. And I'll say this. And I'll say this. There are hundreds of churches, hundreds in Passaic, hundreds of Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Methodist churches. When you start pointing out 20 synagogues out of hundreds, the argument isn't about equity or fairness. You reveal a bias and an anger, and some of it is fair historically. There has been discrimination. I won't deny it. And Reverend McKinney once told me this, and I'll say it. He said, "He said, I, Council President, I will ask if there is another, uh, if there's another interruption to ask our police to escort the individual out if they cannot understand the rules and order. As much as I want, because I am the mayor of the city of Passaic. There you are. I have said this again. Reverend McKinney told me it is not about you, Hector." It is about the office you represent in the government. So I'll admit, there has been historic discrimination in the past. But, 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 well, get on your radio and say what you want to say. Listen, but, but, yes, I do. Yes, I do. We'll see each other then. Each other then. Sweet back. We'll see each other. We'll see each other then. Sweet back. Like, like I was saying, like I was saying, historically, there has been discrimination, but to come up and point to community and say you have your place and you get what you get and call a group you people, but then call the approach responsible government racism is unfair. It is unfair. And the fact that we call it out, the fact that so often people have been silent, if you don't want to hear the lecture, then come with facts because I'll respond the truth. And the truth is there are advocates sitting here who fought real fights, civil rights fights, who stood up against discrimination. There's cats here who don't support me, but I have seen fight for real to uphold the community. Don't dishonor their legacy by trying to make up a fight. When we all know that the Bragg family supports this, they've already stated it. Nothing's being taken away. It's being added. We're making something nice and using the revenue to support the VFW that's right there in the second ward. And the business is going to go to the community to help the VFW, which has provided repasses and programs for the children there. So, yeah, I'll take every moment to put it on record so that everyone who hears one lie will be able to hear 10 truths in response. Exactly. Damn. Damn in your face. Thank you, Council President. Thank you, Mayor. Good evening. My name is Shanti Yassef. Uh, I am recently homeless. We've been homeless since November. Um, 
we've lived uptown our whole lives until we were granted an apartment in the projects about six years ago. Um, last year, we put a garden in the back of the projects and they were not in agreement for it. We struggled and we struggled and we're still struggling today. Me and my two boys, 11 and five, 11 and six now are still homeless and we're still struggling. We did the garden as a test run for the community to see how they respond to agriculture. And it was beautiful. The kids loved it. A lot of the members of the housing authority were not in agreement. That's why I went to the mayor. I met the mayor twice. We had two formal meetings where I asked permission. Before I went and did anything in, in housing, I asked permission, what can I do? What rounds can I cross as far as agriculture in the city? We would like to clean up the city and plant, teach the children something new, different. Other than that, let me, I'm sorry, I got lost a bit. <laughs> we wanted to teach the kids something new, something different. And it was literally turned down. Uh, a ton of the children from Aspen Place grew watermelon amongst various other things. We did indoor farm farming. We did propagation. I taught the children about soil biology and regenerative soil. Um, we were out there and we created a safe space for the children in nature. One without infrastructure, one without more structures in a city that's too congested. We have too many structures. We're not saying we don't want the concession stand. We're just saying put it somewhere else. We don't have that many safe spaces already, natural spaces. There is a global issue as far as climate change and climate control. And we are extremely behind as far as everyone else. I feel like we're being like, swept under the rug and I, and I say my story to correlate with the Save Bragg's Park because I think that when anytime we try to do anything initiative wise in the community we are shut down unless it is a part of the city or has Mayor Hector Laura attached to it. I think that's unfair. We should have the right to develop our community the way that we see fit. You're right. You talk about diversity, and this community is very diverse. But when I look around this room, everybody is the minority. Why do you keep trying to divide the minority? It doesn't make any sense. You say that it's about community and coming together, but you got to give us the space to come together and show that we can be a part of the community. You just distance us. You leave us in a corner, you distance us and say, oh, you're drug dealers and drug users and all you can do is promote violence. Unless you're sitting at my immediate table, you're useless to the community. And it's only I who is doing the most work to make this happen. We have a petition sign and we have at one least second, 73 responses. One second, one second, please. Sure. We're hearing background noise. It's impossible for this council to hear what the lady is saying. If you need to have a conversation with someone else, that's great. Go outside for a few moments, have the conversation, and come back. And I'm sorry. That's fine. In regards to diversity, I feel like you do a lot to, and I don't know if I can speak to you, but I am addressing you with this. I feel like you do a lot to divide us, and, and I don't think you say you're not trying to, but I feel like you do the total opposite. If it's free for all of us to live, and we all have to live in this community, I think it should be comfortable for all of us. You have a lot of space to just hop in your car and do whatever you want. Go here and enjoy yourself.
go here. We have very limited social and recreational um, institutions for our community of people. This is why we're speaking about our community of people because that's what we're concerned about, our community. Sorry that we're not on your people or, any, or anyone else, but that's not the concern. It's our community and, and what can we do to, to get more resources to better ourselves. We don't have businesses because we don't have the resources or money to do it. Where are we gonna get it from? Where can we get it from? We try real hard together as a community. We work hard for each other. We're giving each other our last dollars and last meals. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to feed my children. I, I look to the community and they come through. They come through. I've been fighting for my apartment because I installed a garden in the city because I thought it would be a great idea and it would promote social change. It would do better things for the community. And I saw that happening for the children in Aspen Children's Farm. Well, that's what we call the Aspen Children's Farm, which I might add, we were awarded a $7,000 grant this past January by an organization from somewhere in a different state. I don't know. A lot going on, so I can't really keep up. But the Council President, if I may, the housing issue was addressed. Thank you. Council President, the housing issue was addressed. That was that was housing that wasn't the city as you're aware for council members. I also wanted to share that uh, for two years, the Bragg Park was given to members within the community to make decisions and direction. Uh, a flag was raised, a dedication ceremony was given, and the city took hands-off approach. We only provided resources. In fact, some of the last events occurred with no city name or involvement. Specifically, it was just here are the resources, whatever you need. For two years, it was given. I must address because Reverend Hagler asked me to say it. The outcry comes from members of the community. I did not arbitrarily go to Bragg Park and say I've decided to change it. An outcry came from Union Baptist Church across the street and seniors on Burgess, on Highland, on Myrtle Avenue. There were individuals showing up in the morning, taking off their clothes completely and bathing right at Bragg Park. Yes, dealing with mental issue, but in proximity of two schools, of two schools, school 19, school number seven, we added a Passaic County Sheriff's camera there. Even with the camera there, we had a stabbing and a violent incident. The response is not to take away. A statement was made that somehow a comment was made that everyone was drug dealers or criminals. That has never been stated. In fact, the families of Uptown and Second Ward are amazing, productive, committed residents of Paseco who have built up that community. Homeowners. I know this because when I used to get up every morning to go to Miss Harvey's school number seven, I had to listen to those same families tell me what time to come into the house and where I could play. That statement has never been made by me or any member of this government. Now, we do not lie about the fact that there are those that engage in criminal activity. Those who are from Latino communities, from black communities, from Jewish communities, from Muslim communities. There are teenagers that engage in drugs, that engage in violence, from every community. I know I'm the mayor. I get the reports from the police. Every community. I have never stated one community is full of drugs or crime because that's not true of any community. What I did state is that those from the area 
are aware of what's been going on for the last two years. I stated that the pandemic exacerbated some of those issues. We've tried to address them, but there are mothers walking their kids to school, to school 19 and school seven. Listen, I get it. We don't want to take away from the community, but it's not fair for a child and a mother to walk to school and teach her to go to lunch and see someone engage in illicit activity in the middle of the day and have no one respond. Having a concession stand does not take away. The Bragg family concession stand will create a stream of revenue for the VFW, will provide coffee for teachers and churchgoers so we know they're going to go it's within two schools and it will be run by the vfw we have no problem with working with the community to do it the city doesn't want it we don't want it to go to dunkin donuts we don't want it to go to a millionaire we want it to go to the vfw so that the vfw never has to rely on politicians to save it that is responsible. That is taking the hands off. I didn't say we're going to take the park and create the Laura concession stand. I didn't say we're turning it into the Laura park. We are adding more Bragg Park signs. We're making sure the Bragg family legacy continues and is expanded. So it's one thing to say you have to be a part of it or Laura name have to be on it. But that's not the truth. The truth is this is about the Bragg family. And if you know that the Bragg family supports it and you're still against it, then you don't really care about the legacy of the Bragg family. This is your personal position. You have a right to it, to say, I personally don't want you to change it. But don't make it about the Bragg family when they support it. Because Mr. Bragg himself, Mr. Bragg himself told me he supported it before he passed on. And those of us who knew him know he would have been the first person to tell people there stop doing what you're doing in the park he would have been the first because he showed up when we did the christmas tree lighting and he loved it when the kids came over 200 kids and teachers in schools so again the Bragg concession stand the memorial isn't going anywhere the bus stop isn't going in there and the Bragg family has known about this and they support it and what the president of the naacp said is right their only issue was they want to be a part of it every step of the way, which the city has already said yes. So if it's about the Bragg family, and it's about honoring the people from uptown, that's what we're doing. I'll repeat, it is not the Gary Shea Park, Mayor Laura Park. Right on the corner, I was born in I became mayor. So how is it fair after? But wait, I said, turn around and say, why don't you? Facts. Thank you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How you doing, John Willis? Homeless. Mayor, all I hear is I. Sir, please direct your comments to. All I hear is I, 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 I. What is the body of council for? This all I hear. He wanted this the same guy that want to put his name on everything. But soon as it's time to take some accountability. I don't got to be in this council meeting. It's called the council meeting. I'm the mayor. I... You don't take no accountability, mayor. None 
whatsoever. We talk about Bragg's part. Because you just got me all over the place and I'm slightly overwhelmed. Hold on, let me just take a moment to process this. Seriously. You say that you were from that area. That area was just a small little... You know Prags Park was there before you was mayor? That's You wrote it in a paper. Matt Fagan. You heard? NorthJersey.com. You heard? Now, let me get to the quick questions. You say it's to help the VFW. If you get $500,000 awarded and you fix up the park, what you going to sell it for? That's a question I got for the council. Because if you invested $500,000 to fix up the park and you're saying that you're going to sell it to the highest bidder how is that now how is that going to work in conjunction with the vfw i'm just trying to figure some of these things out could you answer for that i'm just i'm, I'm lost for words how was that oh excuse me do the city got a percentage is it is the city going to be able to bid on the park these are some of the tough questions i'm just asking and what also, how much was the VFW awarded to fix? We need to know some of these things. We need to know the purpose because Uptown is oversaturated with stores. As I wrote, you got over 150 stores within 500 feet of each other. What could, it, what could they sell in a concession stand that we can't go get 100 feet away? Um, these are just some of the questions. Make it make sense. This is why we're here. We just trying to make it make sense. And also, that's that for Bragg's part, because I just want to um, touch, um, touch on some things. And I don't know if I'm saying this right or wrong. I don't know, but you be using a lot of racial overtones or undertones as far as, like, doing a Peruvian Day Parade. This as far as we go. Some of us don't got our passports to go to Clifton. I was just in Clifton yesterday at a little park down on Main Ave, relaxing, slept two hours. Slept two hours peacefully. Sleep two hours at Bragg's Park too, peacefully. Same way. But you just do a lot of things and like a lot scaring a lot of people because a lot of people in this community don't talk English. So you have a direct line to communicate with them. So when you say certain things in Spanish and English, we don't have our passports here, you deter them from coming to a good city. And it's plenty of work you can do it could be doing. This infrastructure is potholes in front of that Chinese store, that whole water. You heard when kids ride a bike, they damn near fall off it. When 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 mothers um um have a, have the kids in a stroller, cars go through, damn near splashing with water. It is money to be used for infrastructure. Beautify the city. You can be uh painting the yellow lines up there. You totally neglect us. You, you neglect the sewers up there. But you say right on the border of Clinton. But you will say you the same man that highlight that say I want to highlight only the good about the city. It's so easy to talk about the bad. Let's highlight the good. But you go around and go on the paper and say from this small area, predominantly blacks, where predominantly black black people is at. Carney Pete Braggs, a black brother name, associated with a funeral home. You saying we bad up there? When you You're say this illicit drug trade, prostitution, drinking, and all that. So what are you trying to imply? What are you trying to insinuate? We whacking need to be right where your son used to be at. It's a lot of brush and bushes. So when you go on, when you enter and proceed, you can see, and you can see that it's maintained and clean. You ain't gonna do that. So what type of what type of view you trying to give the what type of view you trying to give the people? These are these questions. 
There's real life infrastructure problems. Look, I got down main ad. There's a lot, a lot of sidewalks cracked up. I damn near trip. Unleveled, uneven. It say easy and red on it. These are things that's supposed to be done. What are we waiting for? The money is here. But we try to, excuse me, but we try to sell out and privatize it. Answer these questions. Your time is Answer up. some of these questions. Thank Sir, you, man. Thank you. For, your time is up. Thank you, Council President, if I may. First, if you would allow, through the Council, the passport statement on video was made to elected officials. Every year we did the parade and the Clifton Mayor, James Anzaldi, would say, you don't have passports to enter. Excuse me, sir. Yes, questions, Council. You had your chance. I don't believe he may want the answers, but I do want to give it to the community. I do want to give it to the community. So, Council... So elected officials, so elected officials who were on the video, I shared, I shared with the elected official, I said with the elected officials, you don't have your passport to enter into Clifton. That was a reference to Mayor Anzaldi, who uh, retired this year after being the longest standing mayor in Clifton. His uh, council president, I'm going to ask if he, Mayor, just want, if Danny is an elected if, official. If I may interrupt you for just a moment, Mayor. Sure. You had your chance to speak. You feel the need to speak some more, go outside the hall. Because the next time I hear it again, I'm going to ask one of the officers to escort you out. So that everyone else who wants to hear this can. Right. Whether you agree or disagree with anything that's being said, they have the right to talk. You have the right to talk. Give them the respect. And if not, we'll ask you to be removed. All right? Fair. Thank you, Council President, as I remain silent while people are speaking on the mic. So I want to share. You ask questions, go on the record and give answers. That's what you came to ask the mayor for, so I'm going to answer. Again, the passport issue was about Mayor Anzaldi. Every year he would tell elected officials, you don't have the passports to come into Clifton. So I turned to Board President Danny Rodriguez, an elected official, and said, Board President, you don't have your passport. Maybe you have your passport to go in, but the rest of us don't. That was Mayans Aldi's joke to uh, all the elected officials. He was born in Passaic, went to St. Anthony's. That was my homage to him. It had nothing to do with the community or any immigrant. In terms of selling Bragg Park, the concession stand would be like the Bowhouse. We didn't sell Third World Park. The Bowhouse is leased to a community member. They sell products and use it for community activities. So the concession, the Bragg Park concession stand would be the same, bringing revenue into the VFW. The memorial wall would remain, the bus would be mentioned. I never stated that. I never brought that up. I never stated that. I, I can't. I might be right to. First, I want to tell you, like me. Running to me, benches and house. Talk to me, fake. All I'm asking, at least before did the mayor actually? Father said, "I love the black family, housing or the city." So we the school and family. Just personally, kids are going to going to create going to be different. Said I am. I want people to know if I don't like it, I'm not going to vote for you. I don't blame. It was me. And if you virtual issue angry, we're there. Here, seeing how much. Tinagami mayor. Where they will be. Tinagami mayor for life. 
I don't know who's next to me. I don't ever want the VFW to be in a position to have to come to City Hall and say, save me again. What if that mayor doesn't care about second ward? What if that mayor says, you lost your VFW, we want to sell it. So I'm putting the VFW in a position where they will never again be dependent on government, where they will be self-sufficient. Because VFWs are closing around the nation. I went all the way to Washington, D.C. to speak to the head of HUD, Marcia Fudge, face-to-face. I spoke to her about this plan and the investments for how I want them funds. Good evening, Jermaine Gibson Williams, 231 Sherman Street, lifelong city resident.
Prosaic Park is different from Prosaic. That's first of all. Second of all, I don't understand what's going on with the scrutiny, with anything else. This is what we know. This is what we do. This is what we do. So, Council President. Hispanic family. Passing it on to Homo. This is my problem. May I have your name, sir, please? My name is Ron Brown. I'm from Brazil. Listen, this is my problem with the whole issue with the whole Pacific. Pacific Park is different from Pacific. That's first of all. Second of all, I don't understand what's going on with the scrutiny, with anything else. This is what we know. This is what we do. This is what we do. So if your kind or your gender, I'm not being biased or nothing. But your car your gender say that y'all be at 7-Eleven quick check. That's 24 hours. You understand what I'm saying? So if we're on the street corner where there's no, it's no tourist for something, where there's no, it's known for nothing, and everybody take care of each other and doing what they got to do for the community and their people, like you say you do for your community and your people, come on. I'm not, like I'm saying once again, strike three. I'm not being biased, but my word got to be spoken to because I'm getting tired of hearing all this critical stuff. And it's time to come to a cross. I know the mayor, went to school with him and everything. I'm not saying nothing about him. I'm not saying nothing about nobody. But at the end of the day, y'all got to do something like the right thing with everybody. You got football teams out here. You know what I'm saying? You got... Nothing is donated. Why? But you got soccer teams getting donated. You just get you just put somebody going to baseball in Florida. Who did that? I'm just saying my piece. No answer, no question. Everybody looking at me like, oh ah, oh oh. I know it's sponsorships and anything with that, but at the end of the day, if you are part of the town, you supposed to donate something. You probably doing their son. Why these kids out here doing what they come on? Remember you said recreation, Piker, you said workforces, you have everything. You know what I see now? The people that you want to put out there. And it's sad, because back then, everything you had to do, boys clubs, everything, free. Now you gotta pay something plus tuition. Me personally, I'm tired. I've been here forever. I had to say this. Normally, I don't. But real reality, I've been seeing all y'all. And it's corny. It's scrutiny. Like, give us our half, we give you half. What's up? Like, real, seriously. And I'm for the sake. I ain't putting nowhere, nobody, but 
it's crazy how y'all trying to scrutinize a certain situation to where y'all can't control it. You got a big camera right there. You mean to tell me you can't see nothing? <laughs> Honestly speaking, how many cameras you put up there? Y'all let one go and put one right back. Honestly. Wow. And y'all talk. We respect that guy. You think we don't, but we do. We love the, the crap out the guy. Y'all seem like, oh, y'all using this as a group. We've been out there. We've been out there. Every ancestor been out there sitting there. <laughs> Only thing y'all did was reach you right the bench. There was a phone booth there at a long time ago. Remember that? You have one minute, sir. Excuse me? You have one minute to conclude your remarks. Huh? You have one minute to conclude. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though. But answer my question. I took like five minutes already. You said I got one minute. Yeah, answer me. That's all I got to say. Like, really? I'm standing there. Answer my question. Any one of y'all. They can't. Your time is up, sir. They can't. Your time is up, sir. Yeah, my time up, but answer my question. The rules of the council are that you have the opportunity to ask questions. There's no requirement. Answer my question. There's no requirement that the council responds. You hear what I say? Anyone else like to address the council at this time? Council President. Council President, if I may, Mr. Mr. Arnold, please, if you just one second before you go We're on the record. A question was asked about the Boys and Girls Club that I want to put on record. Boys and Girls Club is an amazing facility that has benefited the city for many years. The Boys and Girls Club is a program and an organization that has benefited the city for many years. I attended a Boys and Girls Club. You have many children. I was a kid when they made the agreement to come here. The individual who led the agreement to bring the Boys and Girls Club here and to get them to have their contract on Hudson Street was Council President Gary Sher. I just want to answer the question because I want you to, to have some context. I know because I spoke, because Mr. Thorne, when Mr. Thorne was there, I spoke to him who shared that the leading elected official in getting the Boys and Girls Club to have their long-term relationship was Mr. Sher. I share that only to highlight some of the work that was done. In terms of your questions, and I know that we're on the ordinance and I'm being indulged more than what I should because we should be speaking on the ordinance. You asked about the RBI team. Major League Baseball funded it. It wasn't the city. The boys made it to the World Series. So we didn't pay for it. Major League RBI funded the kids to go to Florida and play in the World Series. In regards to soccer, I just go back to it, and it's just because this is on the record I want to share this. Yes, there's a lot of soccer because there's a lot of kids who play it. Just like when we grew up, there was a lot of baseball, and there was a lot of little league football, and a lot of people played. There's still people volunteering and helping for caps. Councilmen here, they donate all the time. But 
I want to say this, and I think Ms. Gibson had shared it, and I thought it was so appropriate if I may highlight it. If there's an activity in the city, we all know there's some individuals who show up and tell you who's not here. And then there's those rare and remarkable leaders who rather than do that, go out into the community and get people to come. If there's an activity, a book bag drive, a toy giveaway, look, I'll be honest as mayor, I don't respect if I may, if I may, Ron, just, just let me, just let me finish my point. I know, I know. Let me just, finish. I appreciate that, Ron, but let me finish my, let me finish my position. I respect more the individuals who would go to the community and say, come get a book bag and come get a toy or come sign up for the program. than the person who stays at the event filming and saying, look, who's not here. Cause the person filming saying, look, who's not here isn't helping. If you really wanted that to get to the community, you put your camera down, go knock on doors and say, come. Well, if, if sports are wanted, look, we play for A&E. Against timeout, second ward. People came out. If we don't come out and say we want to watch the games, enroll our kids. If other families enroll in soccer, lacrosse, tennis, God bless them. But we as elected officials, we don't dictate who plays what. We just provide the resources. This council voted to add money to recreation. They didn't say add it to soccer, add it to tennis. They said add to recreation. What people sign up for, that's where it goes. And then lastly, if I may, this this council, you said they represent their people. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Sure, I'll tell you, they're Italian family. I can work for me and they don't do it in your Get it right, but I want it on the record that every initiative is what's opinions, just like in Good job. Thank you, sir. We appreciate your comments. That's crazy. September 7th, 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 it's five minutes, does anyone else want to speak? Thank you, sir, we appreciate it, thank you very much. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council? Seeing no hands, is there a motion to close? Oh, so move. Second. So move. Second. Man, oh man. That's the safe city council meeting. Pretty heated, just to say. That's the whole city council meeting. Uh, I don't know what to say about it, but it's ridiculous. Ridiculous that people don't have respect over a mayor. Man. All right. Let's keep on going. Um. Here. It's, um.
what we got? Um, we got a a hundred and seven complaints, including big ones, against Democrats. Wow. Opponents um to stop New Jersey wind farms tax break. Uh, Democratic governor failing to notify parents that their, when their child changes gender, the American way. It's insane. Really. By the way, I just went to the, <clears throat> um, state police department, and I didn't say anything. Obviously, I want. It bothers me when you, um, like they, they, they're showing me the holding cell, they're showing me different things. I'm like, they're saying this cell is for the women and this cell is for the male. And then they say, oh, you can choose, they, you can choose if you're a man or a woman. Now, I asked him, what do you mean? And he told me, oh, these days, you know what it would be. Like, um, transgender. And I was like, uh, God, let's, okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. It's ridiculous. Alright, so that's that. Um shit. Man. Ooh. What was that? New woke busting apps um, shows political view, views brands help shoppers avoid woke companies. New app uh, launched allows consumers keep woke companies out shopping carts. Veebs, V-E-B-S, allows shoppers to scan barcode of products, grocery stores and see the company's v scores which rates the company on scale 0 to 100 this scale based on political leaning and how much its first value its values align with the america first wow maybe this is a good app i don't know um you can download this app by your Honestly, I don't give a shit about, um, I mean, somewhat. You think I give a crap about, uh, let's say, hold on, I'm looking at a box of Cheerios in front of my face right now. Um, you think I care about Cheerios, their, how their company is? No. I don't give a crap. I don't. If it if it's um woke, listen, I'll give a crap, but no, I don't. I don't give a crap. Um 
reminder, remember that we spoke to Craig Aruma. His brother sent me an email. Um, he is running for the 36th District Senate. And we are asking patri patriots, uh, like everyone, to place our lawn signs on your lawns. We support a um, Prempa's campaign, he says. And we are asking for the same support. Um, you can uh, call him at 201-4287-530. Or you, you can text him with the address and say you yes to a lawn sign. Um, or go to the website that is Army, I'm pretty sure it's, um, Army36.com, I'm not sure, but you can call that number and say yes, that you want a lawn sign for the 36th district. Uh, what's next? Oh, man. It looks like Ron DeSantis is trying to be cool. He holds a Coors Light and trying to be cringy. Man, this guy is trying to be super cringy. Man, his he is done. He is done. This guy's done. And who in the world? Why in the world would you hold a bottle of beer at that type of age? Listen, beer is good, but what the hell? He's trying to be, he's trying to, um, cringy. Because no one would be drinking that type of beer. First of all, Coors Light is nasty. Uh, don't get me wrong. About that, for those who are big beer fans, don't get me wrong about it. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? It's ridiculous. So, yeah.
All right, USA is eliminated in the women's soccer. You think I care about that? No. Uh, yeah. All right, NASCAR goes woke, of course. Um, after a Noah Gergerson, his actions over his on social media speak about the death of George Floyd. He said, ah. That is ridiculous. Um, George, he said George Floyd was ridiculous. And I'm like, what the flip? So, yeah. Um, that's all for the emails. Let's go over to our videos. Listen, we don't have a lot because we had a lot on our in the Psaic Council meeting. Um, so yeah. Give us a minute. Oh, so in the Jerusalem news. We have news from Israel. Um, let's put on Ynet. Let's do from Ynet because it's easier um, to read. Um, women, it's gone easier to get a gun right now. As of today, women, it's a lot easier for women to get a gun. Um, and I'm like, it's great. It's wonderful uh, to protect your country. Let me just read this off of Jerusalem Post. Give us a minute. According to Jerusalem Post, they say, the following Give us a minute. Uh, we're having issues and gone. Man, uh, sometimes it's uh, internet problems every single day. <clears throat> we will load it on different site. 
Jerusalem Post. Here we go. You know what? I have it here. A screenshot of it. Ah, here we go. Two, the number of Israeli women with permits to carry a firearm has jumped 88% over the last seven, seven months, according to the numbers released on Sunday. Ben Gavir said 40, 44% of the women to receive licenses were re residents in the Judea and Samaria, according to the figures. He's making it a lot easier for women to get a gun. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, it's great. Gotta, gotta get a gun. You gotta protect your country. It's beautiful. Um, I'm for it. And gotta do what you gotta do, as we say. Uh, meanwhile, next, Mazalto to. Uh, Ryan Terrell, he just got engaged. Mazalto from all of us here at the Ari Mac Networks. Also, Mazalto to Noah Gadima from Passaic, New Jersey, from all of us here at the Ari Mac Networks. Mazalto to Common Sage, also got engaged from all of us here at the Ari Mac Networks. Great friend of mine, both of them. Um, recently engaged. So, yes. Lots of engagements. Which is wonderful. Um, yes. So... There's been a lot on the agenda of this IRS stuff. Here we go. Chair recognizes uh, Mr. Turner from Kansas for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you both for being here today. There's a lot of information. Let's try to quickly lay this out for the American people, okay? So quick answers. How long have each of you worked for uh, the IRS? Mr. Shapley, you first. 14 years. 13 years. Is it fair to say that you both have had successful careers uh, at the IRS? You've both been recognized for your achievement there? I believe so, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Are either of you overly partisan people? I am not, no. Yeah, I, I've made an effort to not, or to not be overly, like, I, I've, I've made an effort to be partisan. I apologize. Do either of you have a burning desire, or have you ever, to be a spectacle at a congressional hearing? Uh, are you wanting to be on TV? Are you looking for your 15 minutes of fame here? I would prefer not to be here. Yeah, I had I, I'd never imagined that this would happen, but here I am. Then quickly, for the American people, why did you step forward? Because you know, we need the equal application of justice, and we hear all these stories about uh, you know the, these crimes that are committed that are, that are horrible. 
Um, but without the equal application of justice, I don't understand how we, we, we move forward. And, and I don't understand how I meet my oath of office if I don't do what I can to ensure that occurs. You know, there are 300 million taxpayers out there that they think that this hearing is a big deal because they're paying their taxes and they see someone who isn't. And Mr. Ziegler? So it's a matter of accountability. So it's twofold. The matter of accountability. We need to hold those accountable who basically for the last five years hasn't been following proper procedure. And the second part of this is that um, I, I think we need to have some reform or something that's built in there that this doesn't happen to people, again, investigators. Let's get the facts out. The Biden family and their associates received millions in global payments from companies linked to Ukraine, Romania, and China funneled through various shell companies. Mr. Ziegler, is that correct? That is correct. It's $17.3 million. Quickly, Mr. Shapley, what is a special agent report? It's the report that recommends prosecution for various charges, uh, each of which have been proven, each element. Approximately how many of these over your career have you been a part of or have you prepared? Guess. H hundreds. Hundreds. Did you complete a special agent report for the Hunter Biden case? Special Agent Ziegler authored that report. I, I completed that report. And when this special report was sent up the chain of command, just like you all have been involved with, in your case, Mr. Shapley, hundreds of times, did you notice anything outside of the normal process that you have uh, grown used to over the years? So the, uh, the, the changing at, at criminal tax attorneys was definitely uh, uh, inappropriate and out of the norm. Uh, but no, all, after that, uh, the uh, senior leadership quickly uh, 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 trumped CT Council, and they concurred with the charges, so we, we sent it forward to the Department of Justice Tax Division for, for further approval. And Mr. Ziegler? Everything that he just said was correct. Now, Mr. Shapley, you recommended felony charges in the special agent report, and we all know the answer, but was Hunter Biden ultimately charged with those felonies? No, he was not. Mr. Ziegler, what role did Leslie Wolf play in the investigation? So she was an assistant United States attorney out of the District of Delaware assigned to the investigation. You met with her and her team during the Hunter Biden case, correct? That is correct. In your testimony to Ways and Means, you described Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, who was once again overseeing uh, the case out of Delaware, as saying during a meeting that she did not want to ask about the big guy and stated she didn't want to ask questions about dad. Is that statement accurate? And I want to remind you that you're under oath. Is that accurate, your, your testimony to Ways and Means? Can you ask that question one more time so I, I can? She said, Leslie Wolf said, during a meeting that she did not want to ask about the big guy and stated she didn't want to ask questions about dad. So there's twofold to that. There's that line in the email that said, 10 held by H for the big guy, that was something that came up as a part of us reviewing what we were going to say during that day. And she immediately says, no, we're not going to ask that. And then we essentially had to um, argue our stance on why we should ask it. Okay. And then it was ultimately that we didn't know. It was unknown. I appreciate that. Mr. Shapley, you stayed. Now you've said in public interviews that you and your team were stopped from taking certain investigative steps that you believe could have potentially connected this Hunter Biden case to President Biden. Is that, you with this is that correct? That's correct. Now, I, I just want to summarize as quickly as I can here. We have two credible nonpartisan IRS investigators confirming that there are millions of dollars in foreign payments to shell companies to the Biden administration. 
We have Hunter Biden, who most of us wouldn't hire to dog sit, (laughs) receiving these millions of dollars for services that they cannot come forward and tell us about, and that potentially this is linked to President Biden. But we don't know that for a fact because you were shut down. You were not allowed to pursue the investigative angle that you wanted to. This is something that we have to get to the bottom of. It's shameful what's happening. And, and I want folks to mark my words that we will not be stifled. This committee will not be stifled by the Department of Justice or anyone in the Biden administration. We are going to pursue this and get to the bottom of this no matter what. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I yield back. Chair, recognize Mr. Gomez for five minutes. Don't wait. You could be earning points. So, yeah. Let's see. Next is Banny CRT. Let's see what they have to say about it. Here we go. <clears throat> Not we got other shit to do. Um, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, small business, and welcome, Inspector General Ware. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Uh, Tonight, state officials and residents alike continue to mourn the loss of a trailblazing political leader. Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver died Tuesday at the age of 71 after battling an undisclosed medical condition. Oliver made history as the first black woman to lead the state assembly after serving in the legislature for more than a decade and dedicating her life to public service. A senior political correspondent, David Cruz, reports, despite rising to such prominent roles, Oliver never forgot her roots. Few can understand the challenges of being a woman let alone a woman of color in New Jersey politics. Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver knew it well because she lived it, traversing the treacherous waters of Newark, East Orange, and Essex County politics, fighting the party line, winning with the party line. Good afternoon. Needless to say, New Jersey is in mourning this week. On Tuesday, we lost our dear friend, a lifelong champion of the voiceless and one of the finest public servants in New Jersey's history, the one and only Lieutenant Governor Sheila Y. Oliver. Yesterday afternoon, I signed an executive order for all American and New Jersey flags to fly at half-staff at all state buildings and facilities to honor the life of the greatest partner in government I could ever have hoped for. And we will be lowering the flags for a full month, which I believe is the longest period of mourning for an individual in our state's history. I want to explicitly thank Senate President Nick Scutari uh, for his stewardship of the state these past couple of days, but also in holding off on the executive order to lower those flags. 
Personally speaking, Tammy and I, along with our four children, are devastated. From the day Sheila agreed to join me in our first campaign in 2017, I have relied on her counsel, her compassion, and her courage at every single turn. And during our past six years of partnership, and it was, by the way, almost six years to the day, she had become an honorary member of the family. We posted uh, after her passing, I think Tuesday, late in the day, a photograph from the night that we introduced Sheila to our kids, a magical evening in the East Ward in Newark. And it's a night we'll never forget. She became to them almost like an aunt, and she was a sister to Tammy and me. Sheila was a trailblazer in every sense of the word. Over her more than five decades in public service, she made history again and again as the first black woman to serve as Speaker of the General Assembly, as the first woman of color elected to statewide office in our state's history, and as the highest-ranking black woman to ever serve the people of New Jersey. But above all, Sheila was the pride and joy of Essex County. As governor, I relied on Sheila to shape our administration's policies on revitalizing our cities, expanding affordable housing, supporting our neighbors in need, and so much more. And I relied on Sheila not only because of her expertise and brilliance, but because she brought her lived experience to the table, both as a child of Newark and as a longtime resident of East Orange. She was an inspiration, an icon, and an irreplaceable friend, confidant, and leader. I would ask you all to keep the Oliver family and all those who knew and loved Sheila in your thoughts and prayers during this difficult time. And let us demonstrate that here in New Jersey, we grieve together. And let us join together in memorializing the rock star we all cherished, and the legacy she now leaves behind. In addition to signing that executive order, last night I spent time alone with Sheila in Newark, and then had the great honor to visit with her mom and her brother and his wife and their two kids at Sheila's mom's home. And it was, as you can imagine, an emotional visit in fact, thanks to Paramel, I gave uh, her mom a copy of the executive order on lowering the flags and the pen with which I signed it. And they gave me, in turn, a collage of photographs of Sheila and Tammy and me and our kids together in one form or another over the past six years. I'm also, I want to thank Sheila and, and her team, uh, Terry Tucker in particular, and our team, many of whom are here with me in this room, uh, for, for landing along with the family, most importantly, in, I think, a very fitting place in terms of the celebration of her life. Uh, Sheila will lie in state, uh, not 75 feet from here, in the rotunda in the state capitol in the state house next Thursday. She will lie in state next Friday at the historic courthouse in her beloved Newark, and then on Saturday, there will be a funeral service at the Basilica in Newark, all of which fitting for this incredible leader, incredible human being.
Audible has unforgettable originals and performances for everyone. For music people, true crime. Uh, and uh, we will focus on nothing over the next eight days more than sending her off with the sort of send-off that she so richly deserves. I've said this publicly in statements over the past couple of days, and I'll say it again here, and I've said it privately, most importantly to her mother and family. The decision to ask Sheila to be my running mate six years ago, again, almost uncannily to the day, was the best decision I ever made. God rest her soul and, and God rest her legacy. I just returned finally from seeing her colleagues down the hall uh, and from visiting her colleagues at the Department of Community Affairs. And I said, we're sort of of two minds right now. One is to mourn this precious gal and to remember all that she meant to so many of us, uh, measured by the thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. And on the other hand, once we plow through these next number of days, it's up to all of us to live. As you hear, Shirley... Sheila Oliver has passed away at 71. Yes, Sheila Oliver, Lieutenant Governor of New Jersey. Next, let's go on. Oh, man, that she was a 71. That's crazy. All right, it's official. New Jersey is the last state where you can't um, pump your own gas uh, after Oregon changed its gas regs today. Oregon State. Oregon State Governor Tina Kotick signed into law legislation that permits people to be able to pick between pumping their own gas or having their vehicles pumped by an attendant, ending it in states. 72 mortem on drivers having your, the right to pump fuel. Congressman Kevin McCarthy, M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. Um, first of all, thank you all for joining me today. You know, during the campaign to become the congressman for the 20th district, especially after redistricting with the new lines, I made a promise that um, we would open an office in Clovis. This district goes from Clovis down to Bakersfield with the largest population being in Clovis and Bakersfield. So I'm very proud to say it's another um, promise being kept that our office is up and running. And Clovis, I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish even this short amount of time. Lots of times people could put how people vote aside, but what people really need, regardless of where they stand, is when they need to interact with government, have a problem with the IRS, have a problem with a passport. Quentin Long. Quentin, any other tricks for us? What can we do if we don't, say, have a chairman's uh, club lounge pass? 
Yeah, unfortunately, we're not all uh, sons of the Prime Minister. <laughs> we can't get in there. Look, the, the number one tip to get into uh, an upgrade is to marry really well, you know, because a pilot's <laughs> wife always gets to a pilot, I should say. But uh, if you do are uh, silly enough to marry for love, then obviously <laughs> the number one thing you've got to do is be a frequent flyer because they really do prioritise the frequent flyers and the higher status you are, the more valuable a customer over the lifetime of your relationship with the airline, the more likely you are to get an upgrade. The second thing is, make sure, sorry, Erin, you got to ask me a question. No, no, keep going, keep going. You've got a list. Yeah, yeah. So the second thing is, I always, I always say, be absolutely polite to the check-in people. They actually can determine a lot about what happens, whether you do get an upgrade or not. Finally, also make sure that you travel alone because it is easier to move one person than two people, and obviously they'll move that person uh, as well. Finally, obviously, Steph had that great idea of, you know, uh, of bidding for the upgrade. That's available for everyone. But check in early because the check-in process really starts to make it much more complicated because everyone's checking in online. love that song so much. I'm so excited to welcome on our next guest. But first, I'm welcoming all of you back to Wake Up America. I'm Christina Thompson. Our next guest was just performing You Saw It in front of a sold-out crowd at the Grand Old Opry. And while his voice and songs may touch the hearts of many, what he surprised the audience with on stage was truly remarkable. Country music star Craig Morgan, enlisted, was sworn into the U.S. Army Reserve. He joins us now from Bowling Green, Ohio. Thank you so much for joining us on Wake Up America, Craig. We appreciate it. So you were Thank sworn you in to the uh, on the Opry stage. I mean, you've previously already served for 17 and a half years. Now you're re-enlisting. What inspired you to do this? Uh, a couple things. Uh, I'll be honest, a little selfishly, I had uh, 17 and a half years total time in service. And part of the Army Creed is I will never quit. And I always felt like I quit not finishing those last two and a half years for uh, retirement. Um, so for me, that's, that was very important uh, that I finished something I started so long ago. I ask unanimous consent to revise and extend my remarks. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Today, President Biden's Department of Homeland Security announced that they did not know the location of nearly 40% of the illegal immigrants who have entered our nation. The failed catch and release policies that have been championed for the past two years have led to the chaos and the confusion that has made each and every state a border state. Since Joe Biden took office, there have been more than 5.5 million illegal crossings at our southern border. And now, liberal-run cities are attempting to use our schools as shelters for illegal immigrants. These policies have only worsened the situation, and it's time for his administration to return to solutions that will address the crisis. It's time to reinstate Title 42. It's time to stop using our schools to house illegal immigrants. And it is time to fully secure our border. And now some exciting news in Tel Aviv. After a decade-long wait and a series of delays, the city's first light rail line is finally set to open this month. 
Tel Aviv residents and visitors alike can mark their calendars for August 18th, when the inaugural red line of the Tel Aviv light rail will finally begin operating, in an attempt to improve connectivity and more efficient travel. According to Israel's Transportation Ministry, the red line will cover 24 kilometers, connecting several cities from Petah Tikva to Bat Yam. The line is expected to be a major relief for the central region, which has been plagued by massive daily traffic jams. The red line consists of 34 stations and is projected to serve approximately 235,000 passengers daily. Trains are expected to run every six to eight minutes, providing a much-needed boost to public transportation in Tel Aviv. The project's journey to completion has dealt with its set of challenges along the years, including malfunctions, safety issues, and other delays. Once all three planned light rail lines and subway lines are operational, the transportation landscape in Tel Aviv is expected to transform significantly, moving beyond its current dependence on buses and taxis. In 2006, Israelis came up with a new way to avoid traffic with Waze. 17 years later, it's time for Palestinians to do the same. This is Azme, the recently launched app which helps Palestinian drivers in the West Bank and Jerusalem navigate traffic at Israeli military and civilian checkpoints. Azme crowdsources data about road closures and traffic from users, updating information about waiting time and offering alternative routes to reach their destination. It is from the people to the people, meaning that the people are the ones who design and add information on the app. And they're the ones volunteering and updating about the checkpoint situation. Launched this past June, the app already has 22,000 users. I check the application ASME before I go anywhere, whether from Jerusalem to the West Bank or from the West Bank to Jerusalem. And I check which is the most convenient checkpoint to cross from and the general situation of the checkpoints, if there is light or heavy traffic. According to the Palestinian Bureau of Statistics, about 150,000 Palestinians cross the borders into Israel daily in order to work. Israel offers salaries more than twice as high as those in the West Bank, but the complicated security situation causes a continuous struggle for Palestinian workers. While some checkpoints are well known, others pop up when tensions rise. Asme offers a practical solution to this problem. The application will help people. We'll spend an hour or two at the checkpoints, but with this application, we will be able to take alternative routes if we know in advance that Kalandia checkpoint has heavy traffic, whether for those entering or leaving. Today, we are looking for social media groups to update us about the traffic. Less time spent at roadblocks means more productive time at work, what may consequently help both the Israeli and Palestinian economies. Olive Garden's never-ending first course is always... Meanwhile, next in the news of the um, Tree of Life is synagogue. Here we go. Today, giving the death penalty the gunman who opened fire on a Pittsburgh synagogue, killing 11 people and hurting seven others in the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in history in America. With survivors and family members of the victims responding to this, just late tonight, watch. This moment is a step along the healing process. It doesn't bring deep comfort, but we hope... I hope that this brings a measure of peace, peace of mind, peace in the heart, 
and peace in the soul. He got the death penalty, the gunman, which is amazing. Next. because this is a day of history. For the first time in Oregon in 71 years, we're able to pump our own gas. Governor Tina Kotek signed House Bill 2426 into law with little fanfare this morning. At the 76th station on East Burnside and 20th in Portland, I met Stephanie Bistline from Tigert as she prepared to pump her own gas for the very first time. It's an adventure. Are you worried? No, no, I don't. I think that there's an employee shortage, so it probably helps. We've heard from a lot of viewers who are concerned about getting gas on their hands or something exploding. That hardly ever happens, but if you're concerned about that, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, when I saw it on the news, I saw there's only two states, Oregon and somewhere else, that do this, so I assume the other states haven't had a problem, so that's why we're changing. And she did not have a problem either, for the most part. when they pump gas because it's a safety issue you know because if gas spill on you and you're going to a, a special event That's now no that ruins your whole day and then you're smelling like gas yes. Malin Yuk is from Philadelphia and is like many I've heard from in Oregon in person and online who all think that pumping our own gas is something to avoid the reason we're doing this story is this is a historic day in Oregon today. It's, oh, the, it? it's the first day you can pump your own gas. Wow, that's um, that's amazing. I mean, I don't like pumping my own gas. So I, I keep my uh, prayers in for Portland, for all the for people Oregon. that now have yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Madison Gross is pumping gas for Me Lin. He's from New Jersey, the one remaining state where you cannot pump your own gas. But he says there are some exceptions. In Jersey? They do have some areas that allow you to pump the gas, and we take it. I mean, it's a pleasure to do it, you know. Some states don't. I like it because it's so much faster, I think. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to wait for the attendant. I saw lots of people filling up by themselves today. Hudson McCarthy is self Hey, we need the gas. Um, we need it. Um, I'd rather pump my own gas in New Jersey. Hey, I'd rather do that. All right, people, we got to get going. It's late. Um, yeah. Um, before we go, let me check. Uh, this week, what is this week, Shiz? Uh, didn't we have a reminder this week? I think so. This coming week is the 
next week's uh, Sunday is the um, the car show for the city of Passaic at Third World Memorial Park at 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. They have cars from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, and 90s, and even 2000s. So, yeah, enjoy the car show in the city of sake. This past week was the um, National Night Out. It was beautiful. Thank you. Um, I met a lot of people. It was great. Um, yeah. It was beautiful. And I just have to say one thing in regards to what the mayor said earlier on the city council meeting. Whoever comes to a city council meeting, whoever comes to a meeting and decides to speak out and um, join in for the meeting it's not the mayor's meeting it's a it's a city meeting it's a sit that's why it's called the city council meeting we decide they decide to come in and you were chose and you um decide to go in that's why we decide to come in thank you for tuning in have a wonderful day